Right. Now, over the last couple of weeks, South African roads have seen a number of road accidents and deaths as a result of car crashes. And we, we've just had a very serious one. Uh, it was on Thursday out in the sort of on the way to Marmersbury. Three people dead in that accident scene uh, on the same day in which the people who were involved in the Napier accident were also buried. And that was a family of six that was destroyed in that accident scene. So, yeah, it is it is very, very um, kind of dangerous out there. So autonomous vehicles or self-driving vehicles are still in their very infant stages at the moment and um, perhaps they could be put to good use here in, in Africa and specifically in South Africa and more specifically right down here in Cape Town. As always, we have got Brandon Peterson, assistant editor at Popular Mechanics here to share his thoughts uh, on on this particular issue, um, you know, and, and to find out whether it will actually work and you know, I think the you know, place like Dubai, where you've got such a lot of traffic, it, it probably won't work. Brandon, a very good morning to you and welcome to the show. Morning, Zed. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Now, for those who don't know, what, what is an autonomous car or an autonomous driving? What is that actually? You you explained it pretty well, actually. Um, self-driving is exactly what it is. So, um you know, there's been talk and, you know, we've all seen this, the sci-fi movies of these cars where you get in and you don't have to do much of anything. The car actually drives itself. And that is ultimately what the goal is with these car manufacturers for autonomous driving. And uh, you see cars that actually reverse themselves into yeah. into bays and do all kinds of funny things. And there's once again that very popular ad that says, what could go wrong with the guy sitting in the back of the car and the car driving itself? So uh, why has this actually become such a thing to, to achieve for car manufacturers? And is it something that they're seriously working to as hastily as they're working towards um, uh, electric cars? Uh, it's, it's, it's a bigger question than I think a lot of people would believe that this question actually is. It is a very big deal for car manufacturers. I was in Las Vegas. Oh, we're talking the first time I went for an event called CES, which is a consumer electronics show. And it's, you know, the sort of largest consumer electronics show in the world. And everyone rocks up there. And Mercedes was there with um, sort of their prototype of a fully autonomous vehicle. And I was, you know, before I saw the thing, I was just like, it can't be as amazing as everyone thinks it is. It's going to be one of these things that just parks itself or something. And they did, they did this whole intro sort of, you know, slick looking video of a car in the desert and someone gets in, but they're not actually driving it. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, we've all seen this before. Little did I know this car was, this car was actually driving down the road in Vegas and it pulled up onto stage with this person still sitting in a seat that's not the driver's seat. Wow. And this car drove itself. So it's a very real thing um, that car manufacturers are working sort of very hastily towards. I mean, if you think of autonomous driving and you think of electric cars, there's one name that comes to mind, which is Tesla. Yes. And, you know, they're sort of the most well-known, but they're not the only ones working on it. I know that um, it was either Volvo or... Or Audi. No. Um, I have a sneaky suspicion with Volvo. Volvo was, was working. On, Volvo was working on a plan to get their electric vehicles as far as twenty twenty three, where they would yeah. want to have all their all their um, you know their vehicles being um, electric cars. Yeah, but it's also uh, the autonomous thing. They they've been pushing mm. very hard with autonomous driving, and you know they've been pushing and saying that you know by the end of. Yeah, X, they're going to have a level X, Y, and Z autonomous car. And then next, they're going to have, you know, this level. So these different levels that tells you sort of how much of the car's capability is is 
automated by, you know, computers and that sort of thing. So you mentioned, you know, we have cars that park themselves, which is lovely. But the goal is to essentially change the car where it's not cars as we know it. You know, you've got to get a license, you've got to go through all these tests, blah, blah, blah. It's ultimately, there will not be such a thing as a driver anymore because you won't need one. The car will be able to, you'll get in, you'll say, you know, whether it's via voice or via text, um, saying this is where I need to go in the car, we'll plan your route, it'll drive you, it'll stop at the traffic lights, you know, all of these things. But, you know, as you mentioned, we've had quite a few road deaths in South Africa. And, you know, we're also seeing a situation now where Tesla is actually being sued by the family of a former Apple engineer who, you know, unfortunately lost his life in an accident where they say, you know, Tesla's um, self-driving system is actually at fault. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, and um, I wonder if, if I look at the traffic department, uh, many vehicles now these days can park themselves, and uh, many vehicles, when you are on an incline and you actually press the the brake, it actually stays there for at least ten, twelve seconds uh, for you to to sort of move forward. So it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge and 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 uh, a sort of an innovation as to how we actually adapt uh, the the whole driving license. But how far are we then to perfecting or increasing the reliability of this this product? Because as you mentioned, this this Apple engineer who lost his life. So how far is it? Are we eighty percent there? Ninety percent there? You know, it's it's not something, unfortunately, where we can say, you know, we're 80%, we're 75%, because there's a lot of factors that come into this. I feel sort of sort of looking at it um, from a tech perspective, from being sort of inside the industry, that the easier side of it, and I don't say this lightly, the easier side of it is the tech side, because we've got a lot of the technology that's needed to make this happen. I mean, we've seen that it's possible. Um, the issue comes with everything else. So it comes with legislation, it comes with insurance, it comes with dealing with the human aspect of things because let's say, you know, Tesla perfects the self-driving car and we have self-driving cars on the road by the end of next year. You know, let's be very ambitious and say that's the thing that happens. <laughs> and, you know, Mercedes is like, well, you know, Tesla did it. We've shown you our car. This works out very well. We'll have cars on the road by the end of next year. That, that's fantastic. Not every car is going to be a self-driving car. So you've still got drivers on the road driving themselves, and you've still got to factor in, you know, that sort of human aspect. And it's still a case of are these roads going to be able to cope with self-driving cars? Because in the issue of this this Tesla case going on at the moment, they're saying that the car didn't detect um, the sidewalk properly, uh, properly, it didn't detect the lines on the road properly, and, you know, there's a big argument saying, well, Tesla's actually not at fault here. So then the question is, well, did the tech fail, or is it actually, unfortunately, just the roads? Were were the lines not, you know, fresh enough on, on the roads so that the car could pick it up? You know, was there something else going on with, with the sidewalk where supposedly it couldn't pick it up. Did it pick it up and somehow something still failed? You know, there's so many different components that we, you know, no one's thinking about because we haven't experienced them yet. That to say we're 80% there, 70%, there, even 50% mm. there, I think is, it's a bit of an ambitious statement. So I mm. don't think we can say we're any percentage there. We're on our way. But it's going to take a while because there are so many different factors we need to still look at. Yeah, and I think that, you know, looking at, at various continents and the driving on, on various continents and driving patterns and how to develop a car to actually take um, to take somebody into, for instance, into Rwanda where you don't have payments, pavements at all. And how's yeah. the car going to detect that? You know, so it's a, it's different uh, sort of terrains for, for different vehicles. Um, 
you know, would we be able to use these cars in South Africa to bring down our, our death toll on, on, on the roads? Because these cars would be governed to drive at a particular speed on a particular road. So if the speed limit on that road is 60, it'll probably stick, stick to the 60 speed limit and not rush along at 120. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly one of the goals of a lot of these car manufacturers is, you know, we want to do self-driving and autonomous cars because we want to help prevent um, all of these, you know, deaths happening around the world because of negligent driving or whatever the case might be. But, you know, it's not just South Africa that will benefit from this, you know, it's pretty much every country. But as you said, the issue that we're going to have is it's all going while we do this, but different countries or even different regions within a country or even in a city, you know, you've got different sort of conditions and different aspects that need to be considered. So, yes, definitely, um, despite what's happening with the Tesla case at the moment, you know, it's it's a definite advantage to sort of help reduce deaths on the road. But it is going to take a long time before we get to that stage. Mm. Chatting this morning to Brendan Peterson, assistant editor at Popular Mechanics. Are we chatting um about self-driving cars, autonomous cars, and uh, whether or not you'd actually get into one of these vehicles. I would like to get in it just for the experience. But yeah, we've got a, we've got a question from a listener coming in off the WhatsApp line on 0725671567. Would you get into a taxi not being driven by a taxi driver? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I, so when I was in Vegas uh, for CES, there was a little test actually with Uber, funnily enough. Um, and there's a company called Lyft does something similar. But Uber was doing this test where they had a self-driving cab. So there was someone in the car just in case something went wrong, but he didn't touch the wheel. And you could hop in the car and this car would take you to wherever you needed to be. So, I mean, I've, I've done that, but I know they're not, they're not talking taxi in that sort of sense. They're talking about, you know, South African taxis, proper taxis. Um, I think I would, because I think I would feel safer knowing that, you know, there's not going to be someone who's going to randomly stop in the middle of the road or in the middle of an intersection or speed all of a sudden and slow down all of a sudden or, you know, do that sort of dicing thing with cars. Mm. So I think from that perspective, I would probably feel a lot safer. They, they'll they probably just have to get a microphone screaming, Mowbray Cup, Mowbray Cup, you know, <laughs> because otherwise nobody knows where the taxi is going. Chatting to Brendan Peterson on this uh, Saturday morning on the weekend early breakfast. Brendan, thanks so much for your time and, uh, you know, um, send us all the interesting things as they come along. <laughs> I definitely will. Thanks, Ben.